our intro this week? Well, Sarah's got it. <laughs> well, you know, I've been thinking about my brain lately and how it hijacks my happiness sometimes, oh. and it really uh, can be very frustrating. So I'm interested in this book that Julie found. <laughs> how do we? How do no, we love our brain? Was, yeah, yeah, that was that yeah. was good. I was a. I, I will say when I brought it up, I was hoping for a kazoo or oh, yes it's on my amazon something. list yeah yeah right write that down order two-day shipping <laughs> maybe if you order Same it now <laughs> it'll get here before the episode ends um, oh whoa that would be impressive that would it's okay. a future must refuse to look at amazon <laughs> be here oh, now yeah, that's true i don't want to give you a more distraction yeah. but uh yeah, well, anyway, um, welcome to Community Roots, a place where we gather in community to talk about mental health so we can travel the journey of life together. I'm Samuel Richards. I'm Julie Richards. I'm Sarah Wakefield. And uh, today, oh, oh, we got a package today. That's pretty great. Oh, what's in the package here? I'm going to open it up a little bit. Uh, oh, ooh, it's a present. Oh, it's a book. Oh, I mean, oh, it's a book. <laughs> Uh, I'm just kidding. But what uh, book is it, Samuel? Yeah. Uh, so here I'll hand it to mom. It looks like "Good Night to Your Fantastic Elastic Brain" by Joanne. You do know Terrence. that many packages that come to my house include books. They are like, yeah. I need that book. Oh, I need that book too. I need that one. I need these books. I'm surrounded by books in such a wonderful way. I'm sure Bezos is like, wait, somebody still uses Amazon for books? <laughs> oh, Julie ordered another one. <laughs> but yeah. no, this seems like, uh, you know, as as the weather changes, I'm so happy mom brought this up into the conversation. But so weather changes, especially to a uh, something that is of sleep. I'm actually looking outside and there's, you know, snow on the ground. But just kind of how your brain utilizes it and, you know, seemed like a fun book a, a way to kind of intro that and kind of discuss that so yeah how'd you find that mom uh tell us a little bit about it yeah well first of all i think children's books are beautiful and creative and of course there's a range of what kinds there are but i do find that adults can love children's books too and they're colorful they're bright they have great concepts and you actually can finish a children's book a little quicker than you can you know the books that have all the millions of pages in them or something like that so i do really love i feel a little bit like happy or re rejuvenated whenever i've got a good children's book in front of me there's a a good sense about that just a good feeling to be with but i do also to resonate with the winter and the snow, we can kind of take some cues from nature on those rhythms of rest and being dormant and things aren't yet bursting through with new life, right? We're not into spring yet. So it's like, this is a time, especially after the holiday season to kind of regroup a little, like we don't have to jump into January 1st and have a new year's resolution that ends up not lasting and things like that. So how do we kind of slow down? We've talked about this on episodes, but, and that can be hard, but how important rest is. So this 
book with these adorable little brains in it and lots of um, details about brains that we could talk about. But sleep is really when um, it helps our brain and our body to be in optimal functioning. It desperately needs that sleep. So getting a good good night's sleep improves the processing power of your prefrontal cortex and helps you take control of yourself. Last time we mentioned the processing. What's wrong with your processor that Hightao said in China? That was You know, actually, I don't think that was included in the episode. This is one of the downsides when I edit the episode. (laughs) Oh, you took that one out. It was out. But hey, that's a a good reference. And I think probably reflects to like how, how good it feels when you have a good night's sleep and you're awake. I'll say, at least in my experience, this wasn't supposed to be a trail mix, but I can at least share my experience. You know, uh, we've been adjusting the thermometer in the house versus the heaviness of the blankets on our bed recently. Mm. You know, the house is too warm, you have too heavy blankets, you're sweating, kicking off the blanket, whatever it may be. And so my sleep hasn't been as good consistently recently, and it makes a big difference. And I think we've since nailed it and so i'm able to sleep a little bit better but how much different it is to wake up feeling refreshed versus like uh groggy and i can feel it in that frontal cortex so frontal cortex that's like time uh, association with time like there is a time stamp with our our prefrontal cortex there is uh i'm in the present now and i know it as opposed to our emotional brain our limbic brain um that's in that lower part of the back of our brain does not have a timestamp by comparison. So whenever Mm. we get triggered by something, it's taking us to a different place. It's taking us to something that happened before that might not be resolved. It's trying to make connections and associations. So that prefrontal cortex having the ability to have a timestamp is connected to getting some rest. So, Go ahead, Sarah. Yes, I. If if anybody could have seen me, I'm waving my hand um, to be called on by the teacher, <laughs> <laughs> because as an equestrian who has um, ridden quite a bit, I have been knocked off my horse and have slapped the back of my head many times. Um, mm. Slapped, uh, smacked it, and I. As soon as you said the limbic part in the back of your brain, can it damage that? Like, can that be? Whew. Can that be damaged in such a way that, like, maybe my limbic brain's a little more active than my prefrontal cortex? Is that a thing? I really do not know. I mm. gotta, I gotta phone a friend on that one and ask mm. a real neuroscientist. Okay. You know, when Stuart's thing. on, I'll ask him for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> It'll be a surprise question. Then we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll bring up. Hey, I have a, a question topics. from a listener here. Yeah, let me just pull it out here. An equestrian. <laughs> I was wearing a helmet, but still, I always land on my back. Hmm. So one of the jobs of the brain is to remember. Hmm. And so of all the things that you learn while you're awake, your brain is kind of putting a a time stamp on it so that you don't forget. Um, You're not thinking about it while you're sleeping, but you're remembering details because they are actually time stamped while you sleep. I can kind of imagine a little 
I don't know, worker in our brain that's doing the little coming along with the timestamp almost you know, giving it a little personification there, but it, this is what happens when we do what's called consolidation. So it's allowing things to be remembered. So you're saying while I, we are sleeping, my brain is going back through the day's events and saying this happened then this happened then, or, or like, you're going to remember this. And is that specifically during REM? That's another great question. This mm. is the hippocampus that is like connecting our memories together and things that we've learned and storing this information about different people and places and events. So, mm. so on one hand, the, the job of the brain is to remember, but then also this book talks about the flip side of that is your brain forgets. So, when we have a particularly rough day or we have our feelings get hurt or things that are happening um, that are hard that we're going through, it's actually helpful to get good sleep so that we can be more resilient. If we sleep well, then it kind of gives those memories a way to fade with a good night's sleep and not... Um, feel as bad or painful. Um, so we still remember the event, but the emotional part of the memory fades faster with a good night's sleep. Hmm. If we don't sleep well, the strong feelings stick around longer. So we sleep to forget. We sleep to remember Oh, and wow. we also sleep to forget. And it has this adorable little picture of a bad feelings remover. Huh. <laughs> and it's like washing off with a hose this little picture of where this little boy fell off of his bike. And it's mm -hmm. like removing some of the bad feelings. Huh. So your brain remembers, your brain forgets, and your brain energizes. Your brain is hungry all the time and requires blood flow to deliver oxygen and glucose, sugar, which are two essential fuels for our brain activity. And it uses those sugars as fuel, but your body needs to reset every night while you sleep. If you sleep too little, you're likely to eat too much because your brain is not using sugar effectively. Interesting. Man, these little tidbits you're throwing out, I feel like I need a pen and paper and just keep in track. I'm I'm I am. So you're saying if you sleep too little, then your brain's not getting the sugars it needs. Is that what you said? And you eat too much? You eat too much. It says if you sleep too little, you're likely to eat too much. Your brain isn't using sugar effectively. Whoa. Sleep makes your brain and body burn its fuel more efficiently so that you can run fa farther, learn faster, and be more resilient. So on this page, it has the cutest little brain, heart, and lungs sitting at the breakfast table together. Oh, oh that, that is, is precious. Adorable. Isn't that so cute? I like how there's Cheerios. I know, it's eating the Cheerios. And strawberries for breakfast. That's a good breakfast. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's better than having like the milk, the orange juice, the water, you know, like 
It's just Rice Krispies. Yeah. Everybody's want to want to get everyone will want to get this book. It is so adorable. Okay, so then it also says your brain takes a bath. You have to take a bath or shower to get clean, obviously to remove dirt and germs to help you stay healthy. Your brain is so busy during the day that it generates a lot of waste which needs to be washed away at night. Huh. Yeah, yeah, let's oh, talk about that. Yeah. Is the this li- the liquid in your head surrounding your brain is cerebral spinal fluid. The day work of that fluid is to protect your soft brain from bumping into the hard bone of your head or your skull, for instance, if you're falling off your horse, apparently. (laughs) And then the night work of this cerebral spinal fluid is to flow through your brain like a bath or shower to clean it. Over your lifespan, your nightly brain baths that happen while you sleep will be important for healthy brain aging. Ooh, oh, brain aging. This is blowing my mind. So what is it cleaning? Does it have this, uh, does this magical book also include what it's cleaning <laughs> off? It doesn't give that much detail. It just says that it, we generate, our brain is generating waste. I don't know, clutter, maybe too much, I don't know, stress, anxiety. Sugar is sticky. Maybe yeah, like we're all sugar. trying to figure this out. Well, also, you know what? The brain sleeps to forget, so it's washing away those bad emotions. There you go. I dig it. Mm-hmm. Hey, and it does sound like, Sarah, you can fall off your horse as many times as <laughs> you want. That's what I hear. As long, as long as you get a good night's sleep afterwards. <laughs> yeah. That, I that won't even go to the hospital. Back. I'll just start sleeping. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wash away the toxins. Yeah. Uh, the traumatic brain injury. That's then a good question, get- though. We need an expert, I think. We need a psychologist on here for one of the uh, yes. off-the-beaten-paths. Yeah, hey, BDDD, sending out the signal to all our psychologists <laughs> who listen and practice, you know. Yeah, anybody who wants psychology. to join us and help clarify some of these mind-boggling questions. But please, continue. Okay, so then also your brain dreams. So it remembers, it forgets, it energizes it takes a bath am i remembering all of these but it also dreams so we all dream but scientists still know very little about why dreaming happens off and on throughout the night with more dreams happening later in the night which i think that is so true like when i'm like starting to wake up for the day i feel like that's whenever i have the dreams i remember Mm -hmm. yeah at least for me. Um, during the most intense stage of sleep, your brain is most active. Your eyes wiggle back and forth. This is why we call it rapid eye movement, REM stage of sleep, which is the thing that kind of replicates with EMDR, eye movement. Mm-hmm. Um mm. During REM sleep, your brain is very, very active, but the muscles in your arms, legs, fingers, and toes are unable to move. And this is called REM paralysis. It's really important for preventing you from acting out your dreams and getting injured. Can you just imagine if you started? This is all in this children's book? This is all in this children's book. Oh my goodness. I was learning like brown bear, brown bear. What do you see? (laughs) (laughs) And this one, like, scientists disagree about how. (laughs) 
I know we can go back going... to the children's books that we remember. Do you like my hat? I do not like your hat. I, whatever that yeah. book was, that one comes back to me sometimes too. I think mm. dogs and cars or dog. I forget. Go dog go. Go dog go. Go wow, dog go. The brain remembers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Imagine if you were dreaming about dancing on stage without REM paralysis, you'd be doing purettes in your bed, not just in your head. It says. That's hilarious. Yeah. Is there a picture for that? Can I see it? It's the Is it sleeping good? person with their little eye mask. Oh, that's cute. That is These cute. pictures are pretty great. For the listeners who can't see, they're very I know. colorful. Get the book. You can see the pictures. It is so yeah, cute. Who, who authored this? Neely Daggett was the illustrator. Very good job. K-N or N-E-E? I need to know. Our listeners need to N-E-E-L-Y-D-A-G-G-E-T-T. Awesome. Yeah. Well done, Neely. We love these pictures. They're so cute. I'm learning so much. Um, the amount of sleep you need changes as you age. Huh. That's interesting. So babies sleep the most. Kids and teens sleep a lot. Oh, that makes Adults sense. sleep less. As you become elderly, you need more sleep and might even start napping again. What if I already nap? Am I doing good things to my Signs brain? Signs of being elderly. <laughs> <laughs> If you're elderly, Sarah, what does that Burn. make me? <laughs> Geriatric. <laughs> wow, your son me? is roasting. <laughs> uh, what happens if you don't get enough sleep? That's a great question. That oh. is an important question. What happens if we don't get enough sleep? We eat too much. That We know one thing. Yeah, one of those. Yeah, that Sorry, continue. We talked about. Okay, so you forget because your brain didn't have time to stamp in what you learned. So like all mm. of our students out there that are trying to study something, you have to get your sleeper. It doesn't stamp in what you learned. Mm. Um, the next one is you make bad decisions because your prefrontal cortex is too tired to think and plan. You become mm. impulsive. Because mm. your prefrontal cortex has a hard time controlling what you want to do. So it increases your impulsivity. You might get grouchy or emotional because your amygdala, which controls emotions, becomes overactive. We've talked about the amygdala oh, before. I know that. Yeah. This is interesting. You feel more pain because things that what? would normally cause a little pain, like ouch, I dropped a rock on my toe, may make that pain feel unbearable. I could see that. Even like I, what comes up to me is you're already having a bad day or something, and then you stub your toe. Actually, this morning, kind of, that was <laughs> where I was waking up a little tired, and, you know, it's been extra cold. And so um, I woke up a little cranky and stubbed my toe, and I was like, ah! <laughs> but, you know, I got better. And then you get very, very hungry because your brain needs sleep to help use that fuel or sugar efficiently. So I guess that makes you eat more and try to stay awake. So it's really important to have a good, this book doesn't use the word sleep hygiene, but we talk about it that way sometimes, like to get to bed at a regular time, get the right amount of sleep, 
that's how you help your brain to grow and learn and help it be elastic. A rested brain is a healthy brain, which helps your whole body be healthier, which makes so much sense. Like if mm-hmm. we're not getting enough sleep, then we're more susceptible, I think, to getting run down and our immune system takes a hit and we get cold, sore throats, COVID, who knows what, all the things. Well, that's also when your immune system's most active too, is whenever you're asleep. So I can only imagine it just gets worse. You know, you can't clean. I wonder what other processes are benefited by sleep outside of your brain. Already it's seeming like a pretty long list. (laughs) It's important. It's important. This says, you are your brain. Everything you think and feel and do is controlled by your brain. You can build a better brain by taking care of your sleep. Everyone needs regular sleep because your brain has many important jobs that happen after you say goodnight. So during sleep, your brain grows and develops. It gains control. It remembers and forgets. It energizes. It takes a bath and it dreams. Mm. It's kind of fun, you know, like, yes, get the book and look at the pictures, but like, it's kind of cute to like personify it a little bit and to be like, I have this part of me. It's my brain and I want to take good care of it. And I loved um, that about the amygdala book as well. Um, mm-hmm. What was that again? My hey warrior. warrior? Hey, hey warrior. warrior. Mm-hmm. Um, just how that could personify my amygdala because I talk to it, you know, from time to time where I'll be like, hey, it's okay. You know, let's calm down. Thanks for looking out for me, but I'm good. Exactly. Yeah. I'm actually, I was just emailing with Karen Young uh, yesterday because she has another training coming out and oh, cool. I reached out to her. It's on separation anxiety. So I'm super excited to learn from her again. But I also got this cute activity book, which I don't have right here to show you. And of course, our listeners can't see it anyways, but um, <laughs> that is about the brain. And it it isn't just like teaching about the brain. It's like all these like there's a little word search and a um, coloring huh. page and all these different things, but it has the cutest little neurons. Now, how many people ever thought of this? Like whenever I was growing up, we did not have cute little neurons. We didn't have like these cute brain sure. books at mm-hmm. all. Um, but this one talks about like your yoga neurons and your avocado neurons and it like just broke down all the different ways that we help our brain are there pictures on this book because this is the book i want to see okay (laughs) should i run and get it yes samuel and i will fill the time you have one minute fill the time i'm running to get it this is great because i've been wanting to work on my uh tap dancing is that okay yeah go for it yeah yeah hold on let me So Samuel's undoing his microphone. Yeah. Uh, Here I uh, am. I've Man, been waiting all days seen... of those. those tappers... My legs are going crazy. Okay, so this is The Brain, Coloring and Learning Book, Volume 1. Um, here's the it's reference, a beautiful Samuel. brain. Wow, so, that is... So when you go to look this up, coloring is spelled like that Australian way or 
British um, way. British way or whatever it is. Um, but it's super adorable. There's a little connect the dots. Um, it says, hello, I'm a neuron. I live in the brain. Here's this little guy. That's funny. <laughs> Look at how cute. <laughs> that is pretty great. It's you a know, cute neuron. This actually brings me back to forever, like season one, when we called them seasons. Like um, our guest who came on and talked about the importance of, you know, art and mental mm. health and mm. how those things can help each other heal. So here you are learning about neurons, coloring the book. Yeah. And kind everyone of should get therapy. themselves a copy of this if you want to learn about your brain. I think we can title this episode something about have fun learning about your brain because these okay. things are so cute. I, it's like I want to go back. We and should be a do kid a again. coloring, a color picture where you can color the three of us on uh, talking on the show, you know? <laughs> We've got color a neuron. See, you can like wow. color that oh, neuron. Wow. It has what's a synapse, and then you can do a little um, connect, connect the, dots. the dots to create your synapse. And neurons send messages using neurotransmitters. Look at this. This is a synaptic buddies, like holding each other's hands. Is that yeah, not the cutest? Yeah, it is very cute. Mom is showing uh, photos that are all colorable in all. You can color all of them in. <laughs> Yeah. That wasn't a verb. I tried to make it up, but it, it worked. Work. It worked. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. They, no one noticed. It talks but, about like tap dancing. <laughs> dopamine neurons. And then it gives you this like little pattern to fill in oh so you can figure out what dopamines do. So it's, it's very engaging. And unscramble the words. You know, I used to teach fourth grade, and this is how I would do, like, spelling lessons or something. Like, you would have one day be the unscramble the letters in the spelling list uh. or something. As a word search, love those. Julie, what's the title of this book again? The Brain, Coloring the and Brain. Learning Book. Mm -hmm. But you have to spell coloring right. in that Because there's an American version, but it is not good. <laughs> no, <just> <laughs> No, I'll put that in the show notes. That sounds good. Yeah. yeah this has been fantastic. And you know, like, uh, we didn't start this episode with it in mind, but what an entrance way if you are a parent and or if you're a therapist and you have, you know, clients who are children. teach them about their brains. Look, how do we keep the brain healthy? Is that an and avocado? the answer is sleep. Oh, we have a little circle. sleepy neuron trying to sleep. Aww. He's all curled up and trying to get rest. And then it also adds like exercise and fresh air. So yeah, we have a neuron like that's on a bike. <laughs> that is funny. And we have healthy food. So we have the avocado neuron. Oh, there it is. There it is. Wow. That is. Do you like how hey. he has that little avocado seed or nut or whatever you call yeah, it on pit. his belly? We have a yoga neuron. Oh yeah, who's doing the this cute is little? This a great coloring book. We have a meditation neuron that's sitting and doing a little mindfulness activity. The hair on these are just fantastic. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Those are all the synapses, probably. We have dancing neurons, how they're holding hands and having fun and playing and dancing. Hey. This dancing. seems like, a, like I said, like being able to incorporate, you know, with children or even helpful as an adult. Something mom illustrated was that, you know, growing up, this wasn't a resource. This was not or a thing. that was really talked about. Even, you know, so I grew up in the 90s and early 2000s. That's going to age me at one point. but <laughs> At some point yet. Yeah. Not today, yeah, Samuel. Yeah. Not today. You can Just also make a brain hat this, in the bag. <laughs> I would definitely do this as an adult. I love this concept. So while you're on Amazon looking up mm-hmm. your kazoos. If you're considering up. grief AI, don't. Buy these books instead. <laughs> Learn about your brain of, and yeah. all the ways that you can have a healthy brain and nourish you know though even like thinking of nutrients thinking of sleep like all these ways that we take care of ourselves and self-care yes we can think about our wounded child inside and those young parts but i love thinking of it too in terms of having a healthy brain like when i'm going to the gym on saturday mornings to work with a personal trainer which is new for me as of last year one of the things that motivates me is i'm like i'm doing this for my brain Mm. You know, when I make choices about foods that I'm eating, I, I want a healthy brain. Like our brain, if it really is connected to everything that we say, do, feel, our behavior, our functioning, it's so important. Like, man, no one really ever taught me that. It's really more about brain care, not self care. Mm. Brain, body nervous system activation all these things like the more i think i feel like the more that we can conceptualize what's going on on the inside with our our muscles our spine our you brain can learn our the cause and effect system. almost like if this is affecting this then i know <laughs> a great example is i had taco bell yesterday <laughs> and i didn't feel great and so like mm. you know what you put into your body is important when you put it into your body you know, mm-hmm. great for your mind and even like your stomach being your little second brain down there. Mm-hmm. But exercise too, like getting the blood pumping. I also heard that um, that blood sends uh, kind of in the way that our um, brain is washed or bathes. It's kind of like exercise when the blood pumps. It mm-hmm. kind of washes over, cleans out old toxins, provides new nutrients. Mm-hmm. But very interesting. Um, well, uh, I am going to go ahead and wrap it up here. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, I wanted to give out a couple of quick shout outs um, to uh, Alexander Wells for the logo, Steve Dodge for the theme song, and, you know, uh, uh, Mom and Sarah. I'll say Julie and Sarah just so folks know your actual name. <laughs> uh, but thanks for joining me, uh, as always. And, um yeah, um, we always appreciate when you guys reach out as well through email, communityroots.pod. Maybe uh, um, you want to start the conversation about these brain books or there, maybe there was a kid's book that influenced you. Please mm. feel free to reach out. I'd love to start that conversation. But, okay, gratitudes, affirmations. What do we got? I love the seasons. I'm going to say with the snow being outside is so bright and... I know a lot of people kind of, oh, it's cold out. <laughs> you know, they get kind of grumbly about it. But I think it is, I love the stillness of mm. snow and 
like the hush over over our minds and hearts and bodies to kind of be like time to pause slow down I love this idea of reflecting on how our brains need sleep you know one of the ways that we can reduce our stress load a little bit is increase some rest like so that we have the bandwidth to be Mm. able to do what we need to do Um, it's a way that we can love ourselves take good care of ourselves imagine those cute little brain pictures of happy brains that are getting rested and supported and avocado kind of a yeah it's kind of they're happy thoughts of how we can take care of ourselves and and to really learn from nature of these seasons of it's okay to kind of slow down for a little bit and daily rest how important that is i like that we talked about that today You, me, me, you, me. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. (laughs) Um, I was listening to Julie and completely forgot that I had to come up with something too. But I'm going to piggyback off of Julie and say this snow, this wintry coziness, um, you know, it pretty much shuts down any idea of, I mean, it's only an inch. Let's be for real. But it doesn't really shut down anything. But it's just a nice incentive to be quiet also, to be still and to um, sit with that silence. One of my favorite things to do with my dog, but he's also geriatric and um, <laughs> can't go very far. But we used to take these walks in the woods and mm-hmm. I, have, I have many, all my childhood was spent walking in the woods in the snow or skiing or mm. um, riding in the snow. and. So it brings back just this feeling of safety and preciousness and sacred. And I have, my brain remembers all of those mm. wonderful things. And nice. Um, I, re- I just love it. Just love the snow. Yeah, I think I might fall in the dad camp of the snow, which is <laughs> anti. A little grumbly um, about it. Yeah, grumbly. A little is curmudgeon. The word. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it is a good, I am somebody who's very much always on to the next thing. And so it's a good, and and because I feel like, you know, the expectations are that you never slow down, but it is a good reminder in the winter that we're meant to slow down, like trees slow down, animals slow down. And so to be able to take some peace and calm and quiet is healthy and more sleep is healthy, like when you get tired at 7 p.m. because it's dark out, it's probably, you know, <laughs> all part of the process of winter and and asleep and being prepared for that. But, mm. well, um, anyway, thanks so much for joining us, folks. Uh, please check out our other uh, episodes. Please share us around. Uh, we'd love to share this conversation. But, um, yeah, we will see you guys next week. Stay warm. Bye.